welcome, welcome. You too, we greet you in the name of peace and in the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters. Isn't it beautiful how Jesus is the king of Salem, the prince of peace? So peace is synonymous with Jesus. So we greet you in the name of Jesus and peace, brothers and sisters. And we say welcome to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the four-time national award-winning POET Radio. Let's go ahead and read off the what we believe. Our lesson tonight is the hate that hate produced. Again, the hate that hate produced. But let us go ahead and read off the what we believe. The Truth Hour Bible Class is an online Bible-based ministry, social media. We teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus the Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Number one, we believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with others who want to use the Hebrew, Aramaic, Latin, or Greek version of the name. Some may say Yeshua, some may say uh, Yeshua, or any variation. We have no dispute with that, all right? But we believe in and profess the name of Jesus on this show because our people speak English. That is the English translation of the name. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Number five, we believe that we, the so-called African-American and those who were spread throughout the world through the slave trade are Israelites and the statutes, laws and commandments apply to us. And anyone that professes Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Number six, we believe that we must keep the law to the best of our ability. The more we learn, the more we get into the word of God, the more we are knowledgeable of the things that we must keep. Number seven, we believe that uh, we must keep the Lord's dietary law. According to Leviticus, the 11th chapter, no pork, no catfish, no shrimp, no lobster. So you won't catch us in the crab houses with the bibs on, breaking the crab legs and the lobster legs. No, brothers and sisters, these things are deemed to be unpermissible to the Lord. He wanted to sanctify his people and set us apart and set us aside. Again, Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Number eight, we believe that both the scripture or the Old Testament and the testimony or New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be an Old Testament scholar or a New Testament Christian. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. We don't, number nine, we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. The Romans gave Sunday as a day of worship. The Lord gave Saturday. We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. The Bible does not support God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Nowhere can you find God the Holy Ghost in the Bible. We believe that the Holy Ghost bear witness with the Father and the Son or keeps record, as the Bible says. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. We believe in that. But John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there are only two that are in the Godhead. Everything and anything else 
brothers and sisters, serves the Godhead, all right? Number, uh, oh, we also don't believe in images such as the cross or any religious images. God never gave us that, man gave us that. He said, worship me in spirit, which is in visibility and in truth. We don't believe in the worship of holidays that originated in um, the worship of other gods such as Christmas, Easter, New Year's. These are all anti-Christ or against Christ, according to the Bible. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality. Revelation 7 and 9. Brothers, please, at this time, if you have a hat or a head covering, remove it off of your head. Sisters, at this time, if you do not have a head covering on, we ask that you please place a head covering over your head so that you can be and we can be in compliance with the ordinances of God listed in 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 3 through 6. Brothers and sisters, again, thank you for tuning in to today's Bible Class Truth Hour. Now, the hate that hate produced. The injustices, brothers and sisters, perpetrated on black people in this nation goes back to over 400 years. But we always have asked the question, why? Slavery in this country began in Port Comfort, Jamestown, Virginia, when the first slaves arrived in, in 1619, okay? Not saying that slavery started in 1619, but the first slaves arrived on the shores of America in 1619. This would be America's original sin. 400 years of lynchings, murders, rapes, what we've seen last year with George Floyd and uh, Philando Castile and uh, Breonna Taylor and so many others, and the inhumane treatment that we have suffered in this country has taught Black people in this country how to hate and ultimately hate ourselves. When Donald Trump was elected, the 45th president of the United States, we saw many things surface. We saw the Proud Boys, we saw so many um, militia groups come to the surface. What once used to be in the dark and in hiding is now in the open, brothers and sisters. But again, when you see that type of hate come to the surface, I want you to understand that the hate that you see in the inner cities where you and I live, this is where that hate came from. But there's even an a, a, a origin to that. And we want to take you back to that particular origin, brothers and sisters. So turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. So when you look at the injustices that happen and then black people respond with looting and, and, and burning down stores. You know what happened in the 60s when Martin Luther King was killed? We burned down Detroit. When Rodney King got beat, we burnt down Los Angeles. When George Floyd was killed on live TV, we began to loot and burn down businesses in our own community. 
I want you to know that we live in a society today where we are no longer reflections of God. We're no longer reflections of our own people. We're reflections of America, brothers and sisters. And America in its origin is a reflection of the spirit of Satan. And I'm talking about these eels that America has produced. I want you to follow me, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Isaiah 42. Let's go to Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. We're going to start here. Isaiah 42. And we're going to start this thing at verse 22. Isaiah 42. And we're going to go to 22. It says, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. What kind of holes are we snared in? And they are hid in prison houses. Who's filling up the prisons where you live? Who's filling up the prisons in America? It's our people, brothers and sisters. It says, they are for a prey. And none delivereth for a spoil, and none saith, restore. Brothers and sisters, this is our sojourn here in America and in this country and various other countries that we live in, brothers and sisters. You can commit the same crimes that other people commit. They get a slap on the wrist, you get 10 years in prison. I want you to understand something because we're going somewhere. I have to explain to you tonight why that is, brothers and sisters. We have been victims of, of, of evil from the time we stepped on the shores of Virginia here in America. We have been under the rule of a cruel and wicked oppressor, brothers and sisters, and a wicked system. But that system is what I want you to keep in your minds right now. Where does white supremacy come from? It comes from a system. Where does racism come from? It comes from a system. But as King Solomon said, brothers and sisters, there is nothing new under the sun. Let's go back to the days of Noah and see what was going on during the days of Noah. See, this is how you connect this modern day problem with what went on on the biblical level. It just didn't start over here in 1619. It just didn't start in the 1500s or the late 1400s. No, brothers and sisters, this type of spirit has been here since the book of Genesis. Let's go to Genesis, the sixth chapter. Turn your Bibles to Genesis, the sixth chapter. And we're going to read verses 5 through 8. Genesis 6, verses 5 through 8. And it says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. Whoa! Did you hear what I said, brothers and sisters? Or what I read? It said, It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. Imagine making your God so mad. That he regretted the day that he made you. 
it was a lot going on during that time, brothers and sisters. I got to read that again. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowl of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Man had defiled the earth so much, brothers and sisters. That even the Lord said, I'm going to get rid of the beast. Because it repented me that I have made them. The Lord don't, <laughs> the Lord don't play, brothers and sisters. When he's ready to do away with you, just like he did during Noah's time, he going to get rid of man, woman, and baby, and cattle. He gonna get rid of it all, brothers and sisters. But we want you to understand, we wanna go back that you think that it's bad right now, and it is bad right now. But this is not the first time that it has been bad. That's why the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. So brothers and sisters, let's go ahead and keep on and keep moving on. Let's go to the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. Again, in response to the murder of George Floyd last year, we must not combat evil for evil because the Lord said he'll do what? Fight our battles, right? But I want everyone watching to understand that this is the hate that hate produced. When you see black people or Israelites in this nation rising up and burning down and looting and doing those things is a result of being pushed into a corner, brothers and sisters. Let's read about this and see how the Lord wants us to deal with this situation. And we got to deal with this because we got our children growing up and our grandchildren growing up and they're going to face these things and we got to know what to tell them. We got to know what to tell our grandchildren because you think that we've dealt with something? Those of us in our 30s and in our 40s, what you think our grandchildren are gonna deal with? They coming up, they 14, 15, and 16. Our children in their 20s are already dealing with this. You got to be able to deposit in them a way to deal with things on a spiritual level, although they are dealing in the flesh. These children today are so emotional, brothers and sisters, and the little boys act like little girls emotionally today. And then when you combine the casual drugs that they're taking, like the loud marijuana that they're smoking, <laughs> there's a term that I use for it, I won't use on this particular show, but a lot of these males today, young males act like young females. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They will argue you up and down, um, excuse the uh, uh, expression, sisters, but these young boys will argue you up and down as if they're a woman. And so I have to tell my nephews, I say, you know, men are kind of a little bit more cool and laid back than that. We ain't trying to, uh, you know, back in my day, we didn't argue with women. You know, we had our own little ways of doing it. You know, um, sisters, 
you know, would it really wasn't arguing. It was it would really be holding us accountable. But to us, it sounded like arguing. And the only thing that we used to say is, okay, are you done? You finished? But today, <laughs> brothers and sisters, these boys today, young men today, they argue with these women as if they are women themselves. I'm like, get control over your emotions, young men. So let's go to Romans, the 12th chapter. We got to teach them how to deal with their emotions today. There you go. Then let's use that. They have a lot of feminine traits, brothers and sisters. But as I taught on previous shows, that these drugs like the loud marijuana that they smoke is called loud. It has high levels of estrogen in it. And today these young boys are growing breasts and, and they, they exude so many feminine traits because they are pumping high levels of estrogen in their body through the things that they're smoking and these pills that they're popping. But it's not a mistake, brothers and sisters. It's designed to be that way. Let's go to Romans the 12th chapter, verses 17 through 21. Romans 12, verses 17 through 21. And it reads, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you shall heat coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Brothers and sisters, we have to share this with our sons and our daughters. In this new generation growing up, because we want to take justice in our own hands. I didn't understand when I was growing up, I believed in more of the Malcolm X philosophy than I believed in the Martin Luther King philosophy. You know, I'm a 90s baby, although I grew up, well, I, I guess you could say an 80s baby, 80s, 90s, but hip hop really influenced my life. You know, so I grew up listening to KRS-One and Poor Righteous Teachers and Big Daddy Kane and X-Clan, and some of you all may not know the names of some of these groups, but they were very militant groups, rap groups, when we were growing up. And so we believed that we should defend ourselves, um, like Malcolm X taught, you know, be not an aggressor, but defend yourself. But we didn't know the spiritual perspective and the component of what we were dealing with, that we were not just dealing with a man. We were not just dealing with racism. We were not just dealing with white supremacy. We were dealing with a spirit, brothers and sisters. And because we didn't know that we were dealing with the spirit, we were not equipped to deal with those type of things. Yeah, we fought. And we burned and we looted. And we protested and we marched. Only to do the same thing again from the 60s to the 80s to the 90s. To the 2000s, to the, to the 2010s, to the 2020s, 
We still marching and we still protesting and we still singing we shall overcome and we still saying black lives matter. We are dealing with a spirit, brothers and sisters. And unless you understand the spirit in which you're dealing with, you will be so upset and frustrated and disappointed and not understand that prophecy must be fulfilled. We can't stop prophecy from happening. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. When we arrived in America, brothers and sisters, there was a lifestyle forced upon us. We ate what they ate. And that's why we eat chitterlings, pig intestines. That's why we eat catfish. That's why we eat the things that the slave master gave our fathers. And they passed it down to us, their folk ways, their mores, their norms. We dress like they dress. We live like they live. We ate what they ate. God told us not to do many of these things that we are doing, brothers and sisters. But did we listen? The Lord put us in a situation where we didn't have a choice on many of these matters. But once we gained some of our freedoms it was too late for many of us because we lost our way we had become made in america when you see the violence on the street you can stamp it made in america during the al capone days brothers and sisters that's when we witnessed some of the first drive-bys Lucky Luciano, Al Capone, uh, uh, Frank Nitti, they were riding in, in their cars doing the drive-bys here in America. Today, we ride in our cars doing the drive-bys made in America. Before the cars were invented, they were riding on their horses doing the drive-bys. So you think what we're doing is something new? That it only happens in our own community? No, brothers and sisters, this is a trait that we picked up from other communities. So we glorified when we grew up movies like Scarface. Then after Scarface, we had New Jack City idolizing being drug kingpins. Come on, brothers and sisters. It didn't start here in our community. We just picked up where they left off. They found other ways to do what they were doing, brothers and sisters. They just found other ways. See, today they are manipulating financial markets, housing, in the loan and banking industry. They don't have to do some of the things that they once were doing. They said, well, well, we'll leave it to them. Have you ever seen the movie um, The Godfather? Where they sat next to the Roman Catholic priest and they were negotiating where the drugs, when they were being brought into the country, would be dropped off. And they said, well, no, we don't want the drugs dropped off in the white neighborhoods. We want the drugs dropped off in the black neighborhoods. 
So in the 1960s, when we had the civil rights movement, when we had the black power movement, it was the government and the CIA who decided that they wanted to put heroin in the black communities in order to kill or quell the movements and the uprisings that were taking place. After heroin in the 1980s, Jesse Jackson was running for president and it seemed as if this black power movement thing was, was, was coming back up. And in the 90s, what did they do then? They dropped crack into our communities. So we want you to know and understand, brothers and sisters, that all these things are a result of something else. We ain't got to a jet. We are on our way there. But we want you to understand that this is a part of prophecy. It has to be fulfilled. And these things happen or, or are allowed to happen because of something that we did. We getting there, brothers and sisters. So although I'm pointing to a place where we all know and can relate to, I want to show you something else about some responsibility that we have to take in all of this. So we're going to go ahead and turn to Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. We're going to read verses 9 through 14, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, and it reads, When you are coming to the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. So this is referring to the land that the Lord was given us, but it is still applies right here in America. It says, when you are coming to the land which the Lord your God gives you, although the Lord didn't give us this land, he allowed us to be brought here. It says, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. When I was younger, I joined the Masonic order. And like many of you who went to college, you joined a fraternity. And there was a process in which we went through when we joined these orders and fraternities and we didn't know any better at the time, we had to pass through what was called the fire. And it was symbolic of what the Lord is talking about right here when they actually had coals and different things that they were made to walk across. Well, in these specific orders, they would just beat you as you crossed over or crossed the line. Come on, y'all. Somebody talk to me, brothers and sisters. I know I ain't the only one. So we did these things because we saw our fathers do it. We saw our uncles do it. We saw well-respected men and women do these things, join the Eastern Star Order or the Masonic Order. We didn't know no better. So here the Lord said, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or, at, or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. Necro means dead. N-E-C-R-O, necro means dead. So a necromancer means one who deals with the dead, such as 
um, what do you call those people that uh, they do the, the Ouija boards? Or you go to them to try to communicate with the dead and they take your money, making you think that they're communicating with your dead loved ones. I forgot the name um, for those people, but somebody put it in the chat. So N-E-C-R-O, necro means dead. Isn't it ironic that we were called Negro? N-E-G-R-O. And the C, the K, and the G are interchangeable, which means that it does not change the meaning of the word. So if Nick, Nick, Necro or Necro, N-E-C-R-O means dead, then what does Negro means? Negro also means dead, brothers and sisters. A dead people. But how did we become dead? Verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God do drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. How did we become a dead people, brothers and sisters? There is this thing called the curse. It's in the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. We're not going to go there right now. But we have suffered in the nations that we have gone into, captivity. And we've been under a curse. Well, what are you saying, Brother Black Ice? I'm a born-again Christian. I was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of my sins, and I ain't under no curse. Well, that's how you free yourself from the bondage of the curse, brothers and sisters, by being baptized by the remission of your sins. But that's you individually. But what about us as a nation? What about us as a people? Our nation and our people are under a curse, brothers and sisters, and there's nothing that you can do about that because the Lord is the one who placed us under it. This is why every black leader who has rose from our, our, our people and our nation were unsuccessful at freeing our people from the condition that we were in. How is it that in the 1920s, Marcus Garvey and Noble Drew Ali rose up? And they said, Marcus Garvey said, Africa for Africans at home and abroad. But he didn't understand, Marcus Garvey, that we were not Africans. We only passed through Africa, but we were Israelites that the Africans sold into slavery. We thought that just because we were black, that made us African. No, brothers and sisters, Israelites have always passed for what is called African people today. Remember Moses? He passed for an Egyptian's grandson. Remember Jacob, the great dream interpreter? He passed for an Egyptian, but they were both Israelites. Jesus, another Israelite, a Jew, brothers and sisters. When King Herod were killing babies two years and under, Mary and Joseph took him and they fled into what is called Africa today, the land of Ham, into Egypt. Out of Egypt, I have called unto my son. If they were anything other than black, then how could they have passed for a black people? 
This is just historic, brothers and sisters. And thank you, brothers and sisters. I may have said Jacob, but it was Joseph, the great dream interpreter. So we just want you to understand that although Marcus Garvey came and Noble Drew Ali came and Elijah Muhammad came and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King came and Farrakhan and Jesse Jackson came, they all tried, brothers and sisters. But were, but were unsuccessful to lift our people out of the condition that we have been in for the 400 plus years that we have been in this country. But why, brothers and sisters? Let's, let's, let's look at this word and find out the answer to that question. Let's go to Amos, the third chapter. Amos, the third chapter. And let's find out why. Could it be that we've experienced the things that we have been experiencing for a reason? Well, let's, let's find out why. It says Amos 3 and 1 through 2. Amos 3 verses 1 through 2. It says, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, well, again, brothers and sisters, we know that we are Israelites. That's our natural-born nationality. But we're called African-American. We, we were called Negro. We are called Black. But Black is not a nationality. African-American is not a nationality. There are people that came here from the continent of Africa. They don't call themselves African-American. They call themselves Nigerian-Americans, Liberian-American, Ghanaian-American. It's 54 nations on the continent of Africa. But you are just an African-American, two continents. No, brothers and sisters, we are Israelites, and this is why we have been experiencing the hell that we've been experiencing, because the Lord said, you only, verse 2, have I known of all the families of the earth. Whoa, wait a minute. That means that all those European nations that came out of Noah's son, the seed of Japheth, the Gentiles, you don't know them? That means that all of the quote unquote African nations or the seed of Ham that came out of Noah, you don't know them. That means that all the nations that came out of Noah's son Shem, you don't know none of those nations that came out of Shem. The uh, uh, Arabians, the Edomites, because Abraham had three nations that come out of him. His first son was Ishmael, which, which, which gave birth to the Arab nation or the Arab people. And then uh, uh, his, his son of the covenant, as I'll put it, which was Isaac, had a son named Jacob. And Jacob had twins. Um, um, I'm sorry, Isaac had twins, Jacob and Esau, two different nations. So we already got one that came out of Abraham. But now we got two more, Edomites and Israelites. You don't know the Edomites, Lord? 
You don't know the Arabians. You don't know the seeds of Shem and the seed. I'm, I'm sorry, the seeds of um, Ham and the seeds of Japheth. Listen what the Lord said right here in Amos 3 and 2. He said, you only. Who is he talking to when he said you only? Let me back up so you can get another clear understanding of what the Lord is saying and who he's talking to. He said, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel. So he's talking to us. He said, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So brothers and sisters, what does the Lord mean when he say, you only have I known? We are the only ones that the Lord developed the relationship with. He said, you will be my people and I will be your God. And any other nation that wants a relationship with me, they got to come through you. I will teach you and give you my statutes, my laws and my commandments. And I'm going to give you the responsibility of teaching the other sons of Adam. My statutes, my laws and my commandments. And although they're not able to be. Um, flesh and blood Israel. If they accept the statutes, laws and the commandments that he gave us, they will become spiritual Israel and a part of the body of Christ. So we don't reject nobody, brothers and sisters. We don't care what color you are. We, we, we are not like those people that we have been under. So we don't reject nobody. If you read this Bible and you want to keep the Sabbath day and if you want to keep the dietary law and if you want to keep the other statutes, laws and commandments that he gave us, then you are our brother and our sister and a part of our family. We are one and a part of the body of Christ. Let's continue on because I want to continue to read about this curse, brothers and sisters, that the Lord put us under. Let's go to Amos 2 and 4. Amos 2 and 4. And it reads, Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. So you can't, we shall overcome us out of this persecution. You can't black power us out of this persecution. Did you hear what the Lord said? When you fighting against that, you actually fighting against the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the law of the Lord, and have kept, and have not kept his commandments, and their lies caused them to err after the which their fathers have walked. I'm going somewhere, brothers and sisters. Listen, let's go to, Deut let's go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. It's about to get very interesting. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, there's a reason why we have been experiencing this hate, brothers and sisters, and now it has become the hate that hate produced, because now we, they don't have to call us nigger no more. We call ourselves nigger. They don't have to shoot us down in the street no more. We shoot our own selves down in the street. 
we look in the mirror and we really hate what we see because everything that was black they made to be look like as dirty as something imperfect or impure and so we have people that are bleaching their skin today sisters i hate to say it and i mean no disrespect but many of our sisters europeanize themselves the more white looking that they become not just in skin complexion but in hair in makeup that's deemed to be more beautiful the longer the inches of your hair the more beautiful you are they destroyed our minds brothers and sisters we can't be natural anymore and think that we're still beautiful But the Lord says that you are beautiful just the way you are. You don't need nothing that adds to yourself in order for you to be beautiful. And it's the same thing with men, brothers and sisters. We do so much to try to Europeanize ourselves in the way we dress, in the way we carry ourselves, but more importantly, our thought pattern and our thinking. And so, um, in my heart, I'm not meaning to offend anyone, brothers and sisters. But let this word be offensive into correction, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, read verses 1 and 2, and it says, And it shall come to pass. That if you will listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. So we could have been in a position where we were at the top of all of the nations of the earth. We could have been there, brothers and sisters, but we dropped the ball. It says, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commend thee this day, that the Lord, your God, will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. If, there's that if, you shall listen unto the voice of the Lord your God. So the question is, did we listen to the voice of the Lord our God? Have we been blessed? In the nations in which we have sojourned, no, brothers and sisters, we have not been blessed. We have endured hell. But let's go ahead and show you why. Deuteronomy 28, 15, and 16, it says, But it shall come to pass that if you will not listen unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do his commandments and his statues, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and curse shall you be in the field. Everywhere we go, brothers and sisters, the curse has followed us. Let's go to verse 30. It says, you shall marry a wife, and another man shall lie with her. During slavery, what happened? The slave master was able to take him, any woman that he chose, whether she was married or not. He said, and you shall build a house 
and you shall not live in it. You shall plant a vineyard and you shall not gather the grapes thereof. Sounds like slavery to me, brothers and sisters. Verse 32, it says, your sons and your daughters shall be given unto another people and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long and there shall be no might in your hand. Did you know that on these plantations, they had breeding plantations? Would take, they would take a male slave and a female slave to produce more baby slaves. And then they would take those baby slaves and take those baby slaves and put them on the auction to be sold to the highest bidder. And there was nothing that we could do about it. We use the term MF, mother, and you know what the F stands for. But understand that that too was a part of slavery. Sometimes they would take a son and make that son have sex with his mother to produce more babies. They will put a bag over his head and a bag over her head. These are things that our people have endured, brothers and sisters. Some of the white slave homosexuals would do what they call buck breaking. Where they would take the biggest, strongest slave and strap him down and assemble a crowd in front of that big black slave that was strapped down. And that white slave master would unzip his pants and have sex with that black male slave, the strongest one to break his spirit while other slaves were watching, brothers and sisters. These are some of the things that was called buck breaking. Another term was used was called butt breaking. These are things that we endured, brothers and sisters, during slavery. Because of this curse, because we didn't listen to the Lord our God to do his statutes, his laws, and his commandments. So we were not blessed with the blessings. We were rewarded with the curses. Let's go to verses 43 through 44 and read that. And it reads, the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and you shall come down very low. Why is it that in your community, another nationality is running the cleaning business in your community? You go to the cleaners and you give your money to the stranger. You'd go to the gas station. The Arabs are running the gas stations. You give your money to the stranger. Our Hispanic brothers and sisters are doing the lawn care. You give your money to the stranger. You go to the Chinese restaurant that's in your neighborhood. You give your money to the stranger in your neighborhood. You go get your nails done. You give your money to the stranger. You go to the beauty supply store to buy your yakky straight. <laughs> you give your money to the stranger. Let me read it again. Verse 43, Deuteronomy 28 and 43 says, the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and you shall come down very low. He shall lend to you and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head and you shall be the tail. Out of all of the nations 
that are in our community. What position do we hold, brothers and sisters? We are the consumer everywhere we are. And they are the lender. Let's go to verses 49 through 51. And it reads, we're still in Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 51. And it reads, the Lord, the Lord, who, who's doing this? The Lord shall bring a nation against you from afar. So who brought those slave ships that landed on the northwest corner of Africa to come and get us? It said that the Lord shall bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flyer. What's the symbol of America? It is the eagle, brothers and sisters, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor shall favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until you be destroyed. How are we destroyed? Because you don't even know who you are today. The name Israel today have been applied to another people and another nation that stole our identity. It says, and you shall be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until you have been destroyed. So in 1948, when Hitler and World War II was going on, and they were killing Germans in Germany, these Germans called themselves Jews because they adopted the religion of the Israelites. But they were Gentiles or white folks from Germany and they were Germans. So in 1948, after Hitler was defeated, the United Nations went and got these people that now called themselves Jews and gave them a piece of, at that time was the Palestinians land which was really not the Palestinians' land, it was our land. And those Germans from Germany blended in with the Edomites or descendants of Esau. So over in the land today, you have a mixture of Gentiles and Edomites that both call themselves Jews and the nation of Israel. That's your and I land, brothers and sisters that the Lord had assigned to us and given to us, but because of the curse, the Lord said, I'm going to remove you from this land and cause you to go into a slave-like condition. So how did we get in this slave-like condition, brothers and sisters? Through disobedience. But let's get a little bit deeper. Let's go to verses, verses, Ah, oh, man, I really want to deal with this. Let me see how we're looking on time. I really want to deal with this, Sister Key. Let's go to verses 64 through 65. Deuteronomy 64, 28. Deuteronomy 28, 64 through 65. It says, and the Lord shall scatter you. Who scattered us? Yeah, we know that the Gentiles came over. He used them. 
but let's not give them credit. Let's give credit to the one who's responsible for it. Deuteronomy 28 and 64, and the Lord shall scatter you among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shall thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest, but the Lord shall give you there a trembling heart and a felling of eyes and a sorrow of mind. 64, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean that the Lord shall bring us into Egypt again? Well, we're never going to go back to Egypt. That Egypt over there, brothers and sisters, but this place would be a representative of Egypt or a house of bondage. So it says that the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt or a house of bondage, but this time with ships. This is the book of Deuteronomy that we're reading, brothers and sisters. The slave trade didn't begin until the late 1400s, early 1500s, but it was already predicted in the book of Deuteronomy that the Lord was going to use ships. It says, by the way whereof I spoke unto thee, Thou shalt see it no more again, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. What's a bondman and a bondwoman? It's a slave, brothers and sisters. And it says, and no man shall buy you. You can't get someone out of a situation that God put that person in. Only God can take someone out of a situation that he put them in, brothers and sisters. And so we're experiencing the hate that hate produced. But the reason why we found ourselves in the position that we're in today is because we dropped the ball. We didn't do what the Lord told us that was required for us to do. in order, brothers and sisters, to maintain his blessing. Unfortunately, there would be more police involved shootings of unarmed black men. It would be more cries of get your knee off my neck. <clears throat> It'd be more instances that you see on television. It's not gonna get better, brothers and sisters. It's actually gonna get worse. And I don't want you to be under any illusion that these things just started. It's just that we got video camera on our phones now. So we can take pictures and we can take videos of things that we were not able to take videos of before. We want you to understand, brothers and sisters, that this is nothing new. Let's go to the book of Hosea, the fourth chapter. Hosea, the fourth chapter, verses one and two. Hosea four, verses one and two. And it reads, hear the word of the Lord, children of Israel, for the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. And here today, brothers and sisters, we don't know these things. We haven't been taught these things. In many of these churches that we have attended, 
we've sang in those churches. We've shouted and danced in those churches. We spoke in an uninterpretable tongue in those churches. But we didn't walk out of those churches with no more knowledge that we had before we entered into the door. And I'm only talking about the churches that this applies to. This don't apply to everyone. But many of the churches, this does apply. Verse two, it says, but swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touch of blood. Brother Julius and I work at Cook County Hospital. And every weekend, there are crowds of families gathered outside of the emergency room because someone in our community was shot by someone in our own community. And it's babies, brothers and sisters. This is the hate that hate produced, but we want you to know that again, we find ourselves in the situation we're in because of the curse. And the curse came by way of disobedience. The Lord allowed us to be scattered by way of slave ships. He allowed this situation that we find ourselves in to be permitted and to exist until he comes back, brothers and sisters. Every nation had its turn to rule. The son of um, Ham had his turn to rule. <clears throat> that was your uh, Babylonians and your Egyptians and Nimrod. Remember the Tower of Babel? They had their turn to rule. The son of Noah called Ham, which today is called your African people. Then we had a chance to rule. King uh, Saul and David and, 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 and Solomon. The Lord said, okay, y'all gonna continue to break my laws, my statutes and my commandments. I'm gonna give the next son a chance to rule, which was Japheth the Gentile, and we've been under the Gentile rule since Nebuchadnezzar. The Babylonians, the, 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 the Medes and the Perds, the, the, the Greeks, the Romans, and we're gonna stay under this Gentile rule, brothers and sisters, until Jesus comes back. This is the last son to rule. And when Jesus comes back, he comes back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, brothers and sisters. Let's go. Oh, man, it's I, I got so many scriptures left. Brothers and sisters. Let me close this out, Sister Key Israel. Um, read Revelations, the 13th chapter and Daniel, the 12th chapter on your own. Um, let's go to the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 36 through 39. Acts, the second chapter, verses 36 through 39. 
I'm trying to lay down for at least two hours, brothers and sisters, before I have to go back to work. Uh, let me see. Acts, the second chapter, verses 36 through 39. I tell you, boy, it ain't no fun working twice in the same day because you get off at seven o'clock in the morning and you start at 11 o'clock at night. That's it's, I got to get used to it, brothers and sisters. Acts, the second chapter, verses 36 through 39, and it reads, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And remember, we talked about at the beginning of the show that we teach salvation on this show. So no matter how much of a journey we go through in our lessons, it's about salvation, not just knowledge, but salvation. How do we gain salvation? And this is the same thing that they're asking Peter. We killed Jesus, brothers and sisters. Our people, Israelites, killed Jesus. We delivered him over into the Romans. And even if you want to go back a little bit further, Adam killed Jesus the day that he listened to his wife Eve, who gave him the knowledge that Satan gave her. But they asked Peter, what shall we do? We, 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 we didn't know that it was Jesus that we were killing. What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, and I'm saying unto you, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. God is calling you, brothers and sisters. He's calling you and I. And he's saying that you're not too far away from me where I can't reach you. You are within the reach of the Lord, brothers and sisters. But he said, repent. And be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins. And we shall receive the gift <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. My sister Gloria wants a part two to this lesson. I, look, we could do a part two, three, and four to this lesson. But we got Halloween coming up, so we got to definitely do... Um, the lesson about Halloween, about how Halloween came out of the Roman Catholic Church. We got to do that lesson coming up. So I'm excited to be prepared to get ready to do that lesson. And we always want to do the lesson before the day comes. So that if anyone was not knowledgeable about that particular day and just thought that, hey, we just giving it to the children for fun. We just want them to have something fun to do. We want them to be prepared in advance not to participate in that day and also want to teach you the origin of where that day came from so look forward to that lesson that will be shortly coming up but let's go ahead and close out second chronicles the seventh chapter 
verses 13 and 14. 2 Chronicles, the seventh chapter. Verses 13 and 14. We talked about repenting. We talked about turning, brothers and sisters. Let's see what the Lord said <clears throat> here. It said, if I shut up heaven, that there be no more rain. Or if I command locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence. COVID-19, coronavirus, if I send pestilence among my people, it's here. If my people, talking about you and I, which are called by my name, what is one of his names? Israel, brothers and sisters. If my people who are called by my name, so this don't apply to everybody. This applied to the natural born Israelites and those who accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior who have become spiritual Israelites. You are God's people. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Brothers and sisters, Unfortunately, we got to ride this thing out. The Lord put a set period of time for us to be in the condition that we're in. Our job during this time, brothers and sisters, is to warn our brothers and sisters, is to teach our sons and our daughters the truth of the word of God. We can play the blame game all we want. We can play, blame the white man. We can blame Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church. We can blame and point our finger at anybody that we want to point our finger at. But as we point our finger at them, we got the thumb pointing back at us. Brothers and sisters, we got to take responsibility as to why we are in the condition we are in today. Because the Lord said, you only have I known of all nations of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all of your iniquities. We're talking about the hate that hate produced. But even more than that, the responsibility of our own people to accept responsibility for how we got in this condition that we find ourselves in today. I thank you so much for your time, brothers and sisters. At this time, I wanna say thank you for tuning in, listening, watching to tonight's lesson. There is more in store, so we want you definitely to invite more people. Our homework assignment for you today is to invite one person next week when you come back. Invite one person back with you next week. That's our homework assignment for you. Um, I want to send prayers out to our brother, Leonard Simpson, and his wife, who's watching um, today. Um, he has been following not just the Bible Class Truth Hour, but <clears throat> some of the talk shows that comes out of the Truth Hour brand uh, as well. What's the Real Deal Israel? And um, 
our other broadcast as well. I want to say a prayer for that brother and his wife who is um, experiencing some health conditions. Uh, I want to continue to pray for brother Stevie and um, the loss of his mom, um, that brother and his wife. I want to continue to send prayers out to those who are experiencing issues with this COVID-19 situation that we're going on, those who are experiencing issues on their jobs and financial issues. I want to continue to pray for you. I spoke with one of my sisters at work earlier today. And she didn't know when we spoke this morning, I just really just called to check on her because I know that she had been experiencing things on the job. But God put it on my spirit and, you know, <laughs> this is my sister, you know, she would do the same for me to reach for her. But she called me today. <clears throat> and this was hours after we spoke because we spoke around eight something this morning. She called me back around three something. She said, brother, I just want to give you some good news. Her car was put in the shop to be fixed transmission they quote unquote fixed the transmission but messed up the gearbox which meant that she had to put her car in another shop she hasn't been able to go to work because she hasn't had transportation to get back and forth to work and she lives very far from the job it really messed up her household because the car was not just used for her to get back and forth to work but for Uber and Lyft, for her husband to bring income into the household. So it was a real bad situation. She just didn't know how she would get out of this situation. And I continued to say, sister, keep the faith. And she did keep the faith. And she reached out to me today and she said, brother, I just want to give you the good news. She said, my nephew sent me some money. My sister sent me some money. I had a few other people send me some money. My, sis <clears throat> my sister loaned me her car so that my husband can continue to drive and make a living and so that I can get back and forth to work. You can't tell me that God ain't good, brothers and sisters, for those who diligently seek him <clears throat> and keep the faith, brothers and sisters. You can't tell me God ain't good. He's good all the time. He just wants to see how you are going to deal with your situation. What kind of character are you going to have as you go through the storm? The type of storm that you can't see your way out of. God will remove your sight. He will cause you to be blind because we walk by faith, not by sight. So I want to continue to pray for my sister my brother, his wife that is dealing with health challenges, and any and every one of you, brothers and sisters, that's going through any type of situation. Let's stand up and face Jerusalem and go ahead and pray out. Before I do that, and I almost forgot, if you are on YouTube, then please go and like our YouTube channel, which is Truth Hour TV. It's, it's Truth Hour TV. We want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
and I'm putting that in the comment section now. Truth Hour TV. And if you would like to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. I will text you right before we go on the air to give you a reminder that the Bible class Truth Hour is live on the air. Text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. I feel like I've been working out in the gym, boy. My energy is just depleted. I just, whoo, I'm on a high, but it's like I'm coming down now um, with this word, brothers and sisters. So I want to say thank you. Let's go ahead and stand and face Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, and pray out. Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus directly to you on behalf of anyone that's dealing with financial issues, health issues, marital issues, employment issues, or any kind of other issues, Father God. We send a special prayer out to my brother Leonard Simpson and his wife, Father God, who is ongoing health issues and challenges, Father God. We also send a special prayer out to my sister Adrian and her husband Howard, Father God, who has been really experiencing a lot of issues financially, Father God, and otherwise. We ask that you bless them, Father God, take care of them, comfort them, look out for them, and strengthen their faith, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We ask that anyone who's watching and listening tonight, who is experiencing any kind of issues, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that you give them the faith of a mustard seed, Father God, to move the mountains of issues that they are currently dealing with in their life, Father God. I ask that you cover me, Father God, as I go out there, Father God, and represent our people, Father God, and, and cover any of the ministers and preachers from the Israel of God and other camps, Father God, who are doing this work, Father God, for it is not an easy work. It is a thankless job, Father God. But we know, Father God, it is not about us. It's about you. So we exalt you in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, that you are glorified and those who are watching and are listening are edified. Father God, we pray this prayer in your son, Jesus, Yeshua name. Amen. We thank you again, brothers and sisters. Um, I met a couple of ladies earlier today outside of Robin's health clinic. Sister name was Lisa and sister name was Yolanda. And as I was walking out of the clinic, talking to our union members about how I'm running for president of SEIU Local 73. So if we have any members online or you know of anyone that works in the Chicago public schools or in the county, Cook County courthouse or Anyone who's in, involved with SEIU Local 73 and our union, please let them know that your brother, Tyrone DeAndre Hawthorne, brother Black Ice, is running for president of our local. But I was there talking to some of our members, and I walked out, and there was this sister that was sitting in the car with another sister. She said, are you a minister? Are you a preacher? I said, was it something about me, sister, that caused you to ask me that question? And she said, well, are you a man of God? I said, yes, ma'am, I am a man of God. She said, well, do you accept the blood of Jesus? I said, well, let's talk about the blood of Jesus. 
So I began to take things back all the way to the book of Exodus and the lamb and the blood that they put over the doorpost and of the side posts and what it represented and how it was a schoolmaster leading up to Jesus. And we had a great conversation. And I began to teach them about New Year's Day and, and, and Christmas and Easter and how they were forms of idol worship before Jesus' name was placed on top of them and how you can determine the real New Year's Day based on when the Passover falls, which is on the 14th day of the first month at evening. So when you see the Passover, subtract 14 days from that and you got God's New Year's Day. And so I took them on a journey, a biblical and a spiritual journey. And those sisters connected, connected with me, brothers and sisters, and the word of God. And they were their eyes were open, brothers and sisters to a new understanding. And so I wanna thank those sisters just for stopping me along my way and along my journey just to find out who I was and what God had given me ultimately to give to them. So I'm going to be submissive to my sister Key Israel and what she just told me, go and get some rest before I go to work. I thank you brothers and sisters, thank you for your time. Please. Continue to share this lesson. Peace and blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Until next Tuesday, good night.